Hello. Yeah, it's really me. It's Madonna. And I'd like to introduce you formally. Welcome to A Beginner's Guide to 40-something Gay Men. Yeah. Welcome back, episode 26, episode 26, guides, guiders, whatever we decided to call you, people, people of the world, colours of the world, every boy and every girl. Ladies and gentlemen, this week, as you've heard, I have a very, very special guest, direct from Hollywood, I'm joined by the one, the only... Madonna, <laughs> otherwise known as the inimitable Nadia Ginsburg, actress, comedian, and totally cool lady. Nadia has worked with everyone from Joan Rivers to RuPaul to Roseanne Barr. There's loads and loads of really interesting and wonderful, funny stories there. Um, I'm so honoured to have this wonderful lady as a guest this week. So, I'm not going to do too much of an intro for you this week, as there's just too much to hear. Also, disclaimer, Skype did toy with us slightly, and it did try my patience, and I did have to edit out a couple of pieces, unfortunately. But, there are still a couple of moments where we continued, and we may sound slightly robotic, but bear with us, it doesn't last long. The joys of Skype interviews, eh? But promise you, just bear with it for those few moments. It's worth it because the material's good. Um, other two things. You get recommendations, but you also get my thoughts. The Great British Bake Off returned to British television this week. On a new channel. With two new presenters and a new judge. And you know what? I love it just as much. Mel and Sue... You're missed, but hey, life carries on. So, if you haven't, be brave, go and watch that. Especially our British viewers. And I know apparently people in the US are watching it as well now, so don't be afraid, carry on your viewing. Um, and my recommendations this week. There are two very quick ones, and actually they're two older albums that you should either re- discover or discover the first time if you haven't listened to them before. One comes from Kate Bush and it's the album Ariel and the track that I recommend which is probably the best track is How To Be Invisible. Go and download that if you don't even want to download the whole album. The whole thing's brilliant and it's just been seeing me through some wonderful sunny days. And secondly, Bona Drag by Morrissey just has been actually that has been the soundtrack of all travels in my week and it's i've forgotten just how bloody amazing it is the album boner drag by morrissey and one of my favorite tracks of all time i'd forgotten about the last of the famous international playboys and i'm sure it's one that madonna would maybe she's listened to and maybe enjoys but anyway ladies and gentlemen 
I think it's time to jump straight in with the wonderful, the fabulous, Nadia Ginsberg. Hello, Nadia. We've done it. <laughs> it's here. It's happening. It's real. In real time. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm very well. How are you? Yes, good, good. It's uh, it's been a been a strange day split between voice work and housework. So. Uh... <laughs> yes. Yes. I. Uh... Housework can be um, kind of therapeutic, though. Someone said that writing, that um, oftentimes, like, I've I've been washing the dishes and ideas come to me. They say that, you know, it's with our phones these days, we we don't allow ourselves to daydream. It's you know, it's true. every moment, right? Every moment we just have to sort of check, check in and, you know you know uh assuage our mortality is this too deep we're just no at the no beginning. no we're, we're just jumping <laughs> in <laughs> um do, have you i don't know uh, have you have you given yourself time off from facebook have you ever done that holiday have you uh, taken that yeah. holiday well i did this kind of weird thing where i was like i uh, i took i got rid of the app on my phone and so in order to like log in i have to you know search through the browser but i have uh. Um, and I've been able to like not be on there for like three days or so, but I've never, I've never, I don't think I've disengaged completely, but lately I've been good at sort of putting them all down. You do feel better. It's true. It's, it's so true that, that, um, it's the, it's the stupid thing that I don't know if you do, but the comparisons and, and, and everybody else is achieving so much today and I've just done housework. (laughs) Oh yes, no, uh, of course, and I think we all do it. And I wish I've often wondered um, and wished there was a, a a platform where everyone was just completely honest. Oh yeah. So it was like like the suicidal kind of <laughs> Facebook, you know, where you just you're just completely honest with um, with not having to promote this fake avatar. Oh, and oh, it's I so know. true. Oh, it's really. What was it? Uh, you know, Woody, Woody Allen said, the world's divided between the horrible and the miserable. And the horrible is everyone who's like, you know, in poverty and just have, you know, yeah. they're, you know, all of that. And then the miserable's the rest of us. <laughs> so we should feel lucky that we have the time and largesse to contemplate all the things we don't have. It, it's true. It's true. Um, and, and to actually know, but to, 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 to allow yourself to be a little bit miserable that's all right yeah and create and i don't know it's so funny i have a a very close um comedian friend Mm. who told me uh, one of her friends who i won't mention her name even Mm. though it's a universal feeling Mm. she was saying to her oh i just i don't feel like i'm relevant i'm not relevant um and Mm. and it's so funny when you hear that once removed and, mm-hmm. and and really and truly, you have to go back to why you do what you do, and do you do it because you love it, and and that's really all you can do because yeah. the rest is out of your hands, kind of, you know. Yeah. Do you are you at the moment? Are you loving? Are you loving your creativity? Are you having a good time of it? Oh well, it's never. I uh, I uh, remember one time I was uh, bartending at this hotel mm-hmm. and a woman came in and she was a mom and a businesswoman mm. and she said you know what they never tell you about 
uh, having children. And I said, what? She said, you always love them, but you don't always like your children. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think the same is with the creative process or especially the business show business. It is a show. It's a business. And there there are many days when I wake up and go, oh, I don't know if I like this. And in my younger days, I would think, Oh, you don't like it? Well, there's 10 kids right behind you who love it. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. You know, so, yeah. but um, no, I've, I've actually, I'm just coming out of kind of one of the biggest writer's block experiences I've ever had. And oh, really? I don't think we ever had it. Yeah. And it's um, dealing with the season two of Madonologues because um, after funding it, I came to the realization that. I was kind of uh, not as – I was ready to sort of move on to other things and less inspired to be just focusing on any one person, Madonna or anyone else. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I recently went back to my roots, which was the first thing I ever did in comedy, which was just stand-up. Um, okay. I did a show stand-up and uh, – I still do characters and spoke, but I did a whole hour show or almost hour show, like 45 minutes of stand up. And uh, I think after I did that, I was able to say, okay, I've, I've stood on my own two feet again. And mm. no one threw tomatoes. They weren't upset that, you know, Madonna wasn't there and mm. Cher wasn't there, Winona wasn't there. And uh, it, it, it allowed me some, uh, some space. And, yeah. uh, you know, um, I, but I also read a book, um, actually about writing pilots uh, and, uh, for television and the guy who wrote it said that sometimes when you have writer's block, I suggest you don't write, you just take you because you're not ready. The idea is not ready. So it's the time to maybe educate yourself or research something to spark an idea and that you can't. No, it's interesting because the, the the thing is a push. You can push and push and push, and I think this is in an, in any form of creativity, writing, or you're kind of figuring out choreography or whatever it is you do, and you're stuck and you've got the block. And the more you push, sometimes it just make it just makes things worse. And you, I think you're right. Research and giving yourself time to, to to put the brain into another gear and let it find its own path without forcing it is quite a good thing to do. Like housework, like we come in full circle. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're we're in and 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 uh, and we've started. So if you're happy to just to keep going, then we'll yeah. keep going. So uh, <laughs> I should I should uh, officially introduce you to the listeners, and they will have heard a lot of bump about you before we start. Um, but a lot of them will know you, and because a lot of my friends are fans of yours, so. Oh, thank you. And the listeners, uh, I will will do links and everything at the end. Um, but you're kind of so actress, comedian, writer. Um, you're politically minded. You're a general and all good woman around the world, a fully rounded performer and lovely person, from what I can tell. Thank you. Oh, that's very nice. Unless, like I've said before, you're you you're related to me or you date me, and then you're like, ah, oh, there's the real Nadia. <laughs> but thank you very much. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> um so we'll start at the very beginning 
which is a very good place to start. Um, where where were you born? Um, I was born in Canada because my even though my father is a Jew from Flatbush, Brooklyn, and my mother is actually immigrated to America. She was twelve, is Italian. Mm-hmm. She they met in in uh, in. Uh, Queens, New York, and then during the Vietnam War, even though my grandfather got my dad into the National Guard, my dad uh, chose to be a conscientious objector to the Vietnam War, and so I was born in Canada, where I, a British protectorate, and we sang God Save the Queen every morning, Ah. and said that, and there was a picture of Queen Elizabeth, um, and I uh, grew up in a very multicultural neighborhood in Toronto, it was actually mostly Polish and Ukrainian um, in Toronto, and then uh, after the time there was not a warrant for my father's arrest, or, you know, Carter, President Clark gave an amnesty, Um, when I was several, uh, when I was around 12, we moved back to the States. And um, he, uh, President Carter, gave an amnesty. We we came back to the United States. Yeah. I went to college. I went to college in New York. Um, I got in with an acting uh, as an acting major. But I I figured I could always waitress and uh, take acting classes, which is uh, and pursue those. Uh, pursue uh, that yeah. uh, that way. And so after college I moved back to to Connecticut where we had moved and I saved some money and I, then I moved back to New York I took an improv class okay. a waitress <laughs> I took an improv class where I met um, a, a, a man named Victor Verhage who became my boyfriend and we uh, were a sketch comedy duo and that's really where I learned the most was that time in New York was a very special time you could actually afford to live there as an artist it was we performed alongside uh everyone from sarah silverman and zach galifianakis and uh the upright citizens brigade all those people were our friends and performers and um amazing and then we broke up and had to still keep performing together but um when i yeah which was interesting um but actually, the first thing I did in comedy was a stand-up. But when I did that, it really was a different time mm. uh, for women, and uh, it was even more of a like a boys' club. And I, because I have the the talent and interest, and growing up in Canada, I was spoon-fed SCTV, which yes. to me were some of my greatest comedic. Influences, I think they're all brilliant. Catherine O'Hara, Andrea Martin, Rick Moranis, Harold yeah. Ramis, uh, all of them. Um, so Catherine uh, O'Hara, who's had a seems like she's uh, thanks to the um, to the Netflix show. Um, uh, yeah. Yes. Just a new um, coming to a new audience, and I mean, incredible. Yeah. I know it's it. I know, and even Andrea Martin at seventy mm-hmm. is having kind of a renaissance of her career, which mm-hmm. is really great and interesting. Um, and uh, and so then uh, after we broke up, I was forced to go back to the stand up, and I happened. Uh, one agent saw me and sent me on an audition uh, for a sketch comedy show that was going to be filming in Los Angeles called Hype. Mm. And it was 
created by the creators of Mad TV, um, and it had. Did you ever watch the Brady Bunch movie? The girl who yes, played yes. Uh, Jan. Okay, Jennifer Elise Cox. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you watched Ray David, the guy who played Crazy Eyes. Uh-huh. Um, his name. Uh, that is Vanessa Williams' little brother, Chris Williams, uh, the guy who plays now Trump on the President Show, Frank Caliendo, uh, Danielle Gaither, African American comedian who was on Mad TV. Uh, it was a sketch comedy show. Yeah. It lasted one season, and and that's what um, sort of brought me to Los Angeles. So okay. that's a brief. <laughs> that's and well and concise, and you you did that extremely well. Um, Thank you. I- <laughs> I need a lot of approval, so thank you. I really do. <laughs> I'm going to keep Seriously, it. when I even, like, use my credit card and it says approved, of course, we all are, like, you know, to, to be approved with because of the money. But there's still, if I'm really honest, there's just, like, a little also a thrill of just feeling approval. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> no, Sounds I, like I, a joke. I, I, no, I know. Even in in London, we we have a, a system where you uh, to get to get onto public transport, you tap in with a with a card or a credit card, and it allows you to to get on a train or a bus. And I still have, I still have a moment where I get really excited that I'm I've got money in my account so I can get on public transport. It's ridiculous. Oh, I know. It's the little thing. It's the little things. <laughs> um, yeah, I did actually. I did. Uh, doing my research, I did find um, the the kind of uh, the titles for the hype TV. So I've seen the titles. It was on YouTube, um, so I found that, but I couldn't find any um, like a full show. So uh, maybe I didn't search hard enough. But uh... oh no, you know what? It was so you know it was in the year two thousand. Mm. So it was before YouTube, and I actually it's funny you should mention it because. I'm very proud of the sketches that I did with my partner, Victor Verhage, and um, actually one of the cast members, his name was Michael Roof, mm. and he he had a very sad ending to his life, and I've been in contact with his family, and they've been asking me to um, put up some of the sketches from the show, uh. because, so that is something that I'm, that I just, with this call as well, I'm extra inspired to... Uh, put some stuff up um yeah so i will do i think it'd be i mean and good for you to 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 remind yourself of of the early days i suppose Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-huh um so just jumping back slightly when you were when at school did you it's the 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 stereotypical story did did you did you play class clown did that happen or was that not part part of your of your story um, yes, you know, I, uh, it's funny, uh, I, I hope there's not too much of a, 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 trans, a uh, is it transgression? Mm-hmm. No. When uh, you, yes, uh, that, uh, we had a very funny dentist growing up, my family, and, uh, he was a very funny, uh, Jewish guy, mm-hmm. and he would, uh, say to my mother and father, he, he took one look at my mother after spending some time with her, and he said, you? are an extrovert pretending to be an introvert. He looked at my dad and he said, you are an introvert pretending to be an extrovert. <laughs> and I think like I fall somewhere in between there. Um, uh, I, my parents told me when I was very young, I would imitate at like parties when I was a little baby. Yeah. I would imitate how everyone else danced. I would be, a, uh. I was a mimic. Um, but uh 
when I moved to, from Toronto to Connecticut, it was a very upwardly mobile town and I was horribly shy and I was from, even now I look back and I go, you know what, I was way cooler than a lot of those suburban kids. I was from a metropolis, you know, I was from multicultural neighborhood, yeah, yeah. but I felt more like a child, like they were very, they had this sort of faux sophistication and oh, I was teased mercilessly. So I think when I was very young, before the move, you know, but everyone has suffers the slings and arrows of adolescence. Mm, mm. But uh, I, I guess in answer to your question, yes, I, I was always a jokester. But I think I've always, getting back to what we're talking about, Facebook, yeah. uh, craved to belong, you know, to feel like I belong and... Uh, uh, and I was a sensitive kid. So I think, you know, with my, f I, I wasn't, uh, so, uh, bravely, uh, class clownish all mm -hmm, the time. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but, uh, yeah, I've always, I've always, uh, uh, you know, I had young parents and it was, uh, they struggled. And I think, uh, a lot of my impulse for comedy comes from probably being little and just wanting everyone around you to feel good you know yeah I, and a, a lot of comedian friends of I and I have talked about that you know what what is that impulse that makes you want to do what you do yeah so um and and uh, now so you've you've recently you've been um saying that you were back on um on stage again and uh and back in that world and and is do you have a place that you're happiest? Are you happiest on a stage with a live audience or do you enjoy the process of actually putting together a film or a short film? You know, I think the most, uh, the most freeing and dreamlike and, and immediate is being on stage. Mm. You know, there's something very um, schizophrenic about shooting and uh, being on camera and having to be mercilessly self-aware of better angles and lighting. And uh, mm. so there is something that can be very fun about it. Uh, uh, so I like both for different reasons, but sure. I think I'm moving, you know, um, I'm moving more into a direction. I like it when I control the whole thing. Like mm -hmm. when I've written it and now I'm like, okay, this is, then it's really exciting, but not all the time, like walking into someone else's thing, unless it's everybody's kind and the material is good <laughs> and you know, that there are so many other ways it can fuck up. But when yeah. you, uh, on stage, it's, uh, you know, it can also be terrifying too, you know, and you have nerves, you deal with nerves and all of that. Uh, and adrenaline, but, uh, and, yeah. Yes, yes. What about you? What do you enjoy? Because we're similar in what we do, right? Yeah, you're, you're yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, as I mean, you know, I'm actor acting, but I love it's it's comedy that I love. I've never been brave enough to, I've never felt. I don't know. I, I think I have a huge fear of of, of stand up. I love being. I, I don't mind creating comedy and sketch and, um, but the the kick I get is 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 making people laugh. And uh, even if it's, you know, if it's <laughs> Oscar Wilde or whatever, I'm to whatever I've been given, yeah. um, I'm happy. And that's when I'm that's when I'm happiest on stage and there's an audience and you get the and you get the it's the adrenaline, I suppose, for me still. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, of course. If you're not, um, uh, my my boyfriend who is a musician was is he's he's very talented at music, but he 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 didn't enjoy. He wasn't enjoying or getting nervous. Mm. He wasn't getting nervous before performing, and it was sort of the the sign that it's wasn't what he was meant to yeah, do, you know. Yeah. And I think if you're not scared, then there are no there are no uh, stakes. And I think uh, I think I've even used this as Madonna. I've said this on stage, but it's actually a friend of mine who shrink told her. Mm. That hope and dread stand side by side, hope and dread, <laughs> and that if you're not, you know, that if, if there's no dread, then you know, yeah, what, what are you no, doing? No, completely, you? completely, completely. Um, I have piles and piles of questions for you, so I'm going I'm to plow through them if that's all right. Okay. Um, so I mean, I've just. I've, I've, you gave me an excuse. You gave me and my um, fiance to go back and give an excuse to watch uh, RuPaul season five. <laughs> so, um, so we went back to to see your see your coaching. Um, just as as that came to mind, how was that experience for you? Did you have fun on that? Was it or was it quite a high pressured um, <laughs> time bomb of stress? No, well, actually, um, the people who produce that World of Wonder yeah. um, for many years have been so supportive and lovely, and RuPaul himself is uh, is just um, lovely mm. and um, kind, and I, I felt, and, and Devin Green is a very close friend of mm, mine, mm-hmm. and... So it was actually really fun and very easy. The only challenge was I've never been on camera not with not without the aim of having to be uh funny or yeah, yeah. you know line, you know repeat, you know, uh, read lines and so mm-hmm. I felt like I, my, when I finished I said I said to myself, "Oh my god, was I totally boring? Should I have tried to sneak in some Madonna voices?" Like, <laughs> it seriously i really wanted to take it seriously so yeah yeah um, so no it was actually it was really it was really fun did you get and to they watch are just sorry go on go ahead no no that's it go ahead uh, did, did, did you get to uh did you get to watch the final the the roast itself were you there for the filming of that i wasn't we just it was it's also top secret you yeah, know sure, of course that, you have to sign these things. You're not going to tell anybody what you saw and what happened. And so, no, it was very isolated. We came and just um, watched that section where they gave the the comedy, and then we gave honest advice in on on the spot. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. We didn't we didn't um, get to see the rest. It has to be said, and I, I know a lot of uh, my listeners uh, really find that it, that was one of the favorites and there's a lot of amazing people that have come out i mean there's a lot of people amazing people that have come out of all the yeah. seasons but that particular season had such a kind of a uh, a big it was it was one of those special classes <laughs> i agree yes oh my gosh and they're all doing so well traveling all over the world i yeah. think there's a tour now close in england happening soon. yes they were here yeah. this weekend there was um there was a no it's not drag 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 uk but it was like like drag con i suppose and they there was a big there was a show on saturday night with a big hat well quite a few of them adore and jinx and alaska people so yeah yeah you know it's 
it was uh it's 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 huge 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 in the uk um so yeah people people still going back and, and re-watching people still catching up as well <laughs> yeah no i and they're up for an emmy i yes. believe they're up for an emmy which is exciting it's so strange that popular, but it's strange and not strange. It's funny. I have a friend who's a casting agent for commercials, and she's like, "It's black and Asian. Everything black and Asian. That you, you know, if you're black or if you're Asian, you know." And you do yeah. turn on television, and even our Bachelorette um, was a black woman, African American woman. Okay. Um, and uh, it's funny to me uh, that all of it's probably part of the reason too, which we not to get into a huge political discussion, mm -hmm. but that people, white people who are, uh, were, you know, felt left out, feel like everything's being taken over and there's no, uh, white pride or white voice and, mm. you know, trans people in the military. And yet all of the art and the culture is really reflecting a much different world oh. than what's yeah. happening, you know, sure. uh, or, or accurate actually. And why people are angry. I mean. Yeah. I mean, there's variants that I'm sure you realize that the UK, we've, you know, we've. Yes. It's, 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 I don't know. It's global. It's, uh, I mean, I, 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 I've talked to other guests quite often before even kind of getting to interview where people have kind of heard their views and said, I won't speak anymore about it. I'm like, no, you, you really can because we should. We should. Everybody should talk in, in, in any capacity that you can. And, and, and it, that you're not alone because some people may feel not us because we live in big metropolitan cities but somebody listening out in the sticks is you feel the same as us and it's we're all the people are out there trying to make a difference and yeah and we'll continue to and do so scared. and feel scared and that's something yeah with so many gay friends i uh, you know i um i had a kind of an epiphany that you know no matter what you always think of your own protection and your own rights and mm. I realized that I was not as sensitive in not like I was being insensitive but I didn't realize the anxiety it produced to have a vice president who believes in pray the gay away and oh, yeah. you know I have a my cousin is trans I have mm. many trans friends um so uh no, you have to talk about it, but it's it's strange. It's both terrifying and it, it is soothing that it's not just America. It's a sort of global reaction to it to anti globalism. You know, it's completely. Uh, yeah. I mean, even but, uh, Australia at the moment. Obviously, the 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 situation there, and the, they were one of the first countries to to grant gay marriage, and that, and now where they are, and it's just yeah, you're right. It's 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 everywhere, and it's uh, it's a reaction and. But hopefully it's going to happen the other way around as well and the kickback will, you know. Yes. I believe that. I believe that. I believe that there's a, you know, like, and I'll, this is the last political thing. No, no, that, please uh, do. You know, pe people like, you know, Susan Sarandon, who I'm just going to say can just go fuck off. Mm. Like, that you're telling, you're, you, this is what the country needed. And maybe, like, there is a silver lining. But don't tell me, white lady, rich white lady, mm -hmm. that some black woman in Alabama who was raped and now can't get an abortion because you shut down all the abortion clinics. Yeah. Did, did she need that? Like, all the people who are deported, did, yeah. they, did they need that? Like, uh, trans people in the military? Like, yeah. no. 
we not need this. It's just as irritating as when people get too, uh, because I'm, I'm a, you know, any, any honest person is an agnostic, right? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Believe in it because you don't know. And I, and I, and I believe in, uh, to me, God is like the wonder of science and what we can't understand. But any my mother, who is doing very well, but is battling cancer, she's she's on a great drug. Right. But like someone said to me once, well, maybe she needed it. Oh, no. <laughs> like, you know what? No. Again, fuck you. She yeah. didn't need it. Yeah. So it's uh, anyway. So uh, all of that jazz. No, 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 no. I, I, and you know what? It's it's uh, it's funny. My father is battling cancers and uh my mother has dementia and you know we have and then and then it's when somebody says not from i'm not going to blame any specific religion but somebody says it's 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 there it's all a test and it's all test and i I don't need that test they don't need that test why they didn't choose to have that as yeah so those kind of arguments make me a little bit angry to say the least yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, um, uh, but yes, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. And p- please feel free to, to, to rant away at your will. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to jump uh, jump a little bit ahead. Um, two broke girls. Um, how was that for you? Because uh, your character was essentially Michelle Visage, right? Um. Well, it was I've so close. Been- Oh really? I well, she's t- it's like an archetype of like a Brooklyn Queens lady, yeah. Which is and um, Michelle is lovely too, and also Jewtalian like me, sure. and just, she's just the sweetest, no attitude, just the loveliest person. Yeah. But I've been doing kind of that archetype of a character uh, for many years in okay. act, and it's sort of like. Um, so it's not one person specifically, but I love that it, you, you thought it was uh, Michelle. I think that's, that's made incredible. But um, but yeah, um, that was a lot of fun and uh, great great um, environment on the cast. The whole feeling you really felt a feminine energy. There, yeah, um, I was going to say because it's yeah, and Michael Michael Patrick yeah. King was behind it, right? Yes, and so there was a gay man and yeah. a and a female, uh, pr- lot of gay, uh, more than one or few even gay women, mm-hmm. and then other women uh, writing and producing and um, and actually the the two lead girls uh, lovely as well. Mm-hmm. So it was an enjoyable experience. It's a good experience. You know, it's hard. It's hard is that. Um, you know, of I am of a certain type and and age and gender, and it's so funny to me when uh, whenever time it's pilot season, people will complain. Oh my god, I have four auditions this week. I didn't book anything, and I have another ten this week, and I have another five, ten. And believe me, I've had big managers and small, and I've been with several agencies. And coming up, I would always get people would say to me, "You're very talented." But there's just not the parts. There's just because, right. you know, it's just nature of the beast. So what's a challenge for me sometimes? So that's why I said, you know, all right, business is not coming to me. I'm just going to, you know, it's why I'm grateful I'm a comedian because I don't have to wait yeah. for someone to hand me something. Yeah. And quite frankly, I don't know if that would stimulate me as much. But um, 
what's hard is that then you get these opportunities and literally it happened where they needed, they booked me off my reel. I did an audition for it and it was sort of like 11 o'clock that night. Can you come to the table read tomorrow morning at, uh, at noon? Right. And what is hilarious is the weekend, the weekend before I was literally in the fetal position crying in my bed like, yeah. I've made so many mistakes and I, there's no turning back. And my boyfriend oh. was saying, you don't know. Something yeah. could pop up. Yeah. You you don't know. No, and I'm saying, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And we've oh, I, oh eyes freshly swollen. I have those that call and the next day I was shooting the show. So there it is go. the like excruciating and wonderful part of show business. But yeah. but um when you don't work all the time it, and getting back to even your question about live versus tape yeah. on film. You really, I'm that kind of person too. Like I like to practice and like people who would get to run like stallions and really run and be running and running, they're in the groove. And so for me, sometimes it's a little stressful to, to start to run. And then once I do, I'm great, you know, mm -hmm. but that's a challenge. And I'm every actor because who works all the time? It's feast and yeah. fam. It's not, I'm not alone here. You yeah, know, I'm, completely. I'm saying my experience, but. You know. No, no, completely. And um, I think the, the thing that I think one of the things that, uh, well, many things that I think you're very inspiring for many reasons, but one of them is actually is the is the, is the just get on and do your own thing and finding your thing. Because there are plenty, I mean, I'm sure you know some as well, people who just kind of say, I'm going to wait until I'm told that I can be in place, audition, casting and it's it's for for me that stopped working and i to be honest with you i'm more excited by doing my own thing um yes and that's but that's growing that's ever growing and i, I wish more people would do the same and uh, and not let it not let it beat you it does and sometimes it will and you can't it's, it's unavoidable it's unavoidable it's going to be tough it's always going to be tough life is tough but uh, but sometimes maybe just be brave. I'm writing a. I'm writing my first one man show, and oh, it's always been a. It's been a fear to do one man. I can do a monologue that somebody else has written in a play, and it can go on forever. But that's kind of so. It, it's, anyway, long story short, it's kind of. Yes. No. Yeah, of course. You know. I. I. But you're going to find so much more pleasure out of it. And again, hope and dread. Hope and dread. So you're. <laughs> You're productively terrified, and I say terrified just because I always go to the worst place. But yeah. it'll be you're gonna it's gonna be so much more rewarding than uh, probably anything you've done. I, I I just know it, and um, yeah, I'm feeling I'm starting to feel that. I'm starting to really feel feel that. So uh, um, watch this space but so actually that's going to make me i'm jumping all around the all over the block but i i noted that like i'm some crazy stalker i was looking at your twitter just to see what people have been talking to you about oh and i noted that somebody had mentioned to you about going to are you in the are you at the edinburgh festival oh um, yes and that you kind of said it's on your list of things so is that a potential is that a plan maybe for the next year oh, or two yeah i mean i've i've you know, there I've wanted in the with my show that I did have. Right now, I'm in a, a strange place with my show, where um, my live show, hmm. uh, 
Well, even, okay, so I first did a variety show. This whole Madonna thing was yeah. really kind of, kind of a an accident slash business move. And it was actually, um, I was working in a clothing store in Sunset Boulevard. And I my friend Austin Young, who's a filmmaker and photographer, mm -hmm. he said, I have this idea um, it had been a while since I'd done my characters and you know, maybe a couple years. And he said, I have this idea that, um, that, uh, Br Madonna and Cher have a uh, Brittany hogtied in a room. Like it's very kind of John Paul Sartre and, and that, but they actually, they're all this worm. And he said, can we, sh what do you want to shoot it? And I was like, sure. Yeah. And we did it in the back storage room of where I was working in the store. And, and I saw the response um, to those three characters, to, yeah. to doing those characters. And my live variety show that I'd been doing was hosted by a, uh, Polish, uh, or Polish Russian, uh, mail order bride, bikini waxer by day, singer by night, babka. <laughs> Amazing. And, host. and, and then I went, okay, so people, they're responding to this impression. And so, how can I capitalize on that? I learned from Gypsy Rosalie, who said, you got to get a gimmick. And Madonna taught me to be a material girl. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and a great quote, one of my favorite quotes by Edwin Royal. He was like a vaudeville critic. And okay. uh, he said, um, vaudeville is a very lunch counter type of art. Because I guess at the lunch counter, you could go and eat and girls would like dance on the lunch counter and flash yeah. you and stuff. He said, but, uh, but uh, art is so vague and lunch is so real. <laughs> well, yes, that's incredible. Um, Isn't that great? I'm going uh, to steal it. Please do, please do. No, and some interviewer interviewed me once and then I told him that quote and then he took credit for it. Oh. Not that I, I'm not saying you are. I'm saying, <laughs> no, no. Uh, I've asked, I've asked. <laughs> I didn't write it. Let's share it and sing it to the rooftops Absolutely. and let it inspire everyone. But, uh, but uh, so I said, okay, I'll do a show and I'll call it Madonna Logs. And mm -hmm. I'll open and close with Madonna. And then in the middle, I'll sneak in my original characters um, and other impressions, but it'll get people in the door. Sure. And it really worked. Right? And I went back to New York and even by the flyer, my parents were in the audience and there was some guy from Ireland who was vacationing in New York and he saw the flyer and he came. And so. Right. Um, but so then that, that, uh, changed when I, uh, you know, and the whole discussion about Madonna, you know, I know people have told me she's seen the videos. Uh, so I was going to ask if, if you'd ever had any, yeah. yeah, any feedback or news for what, uh, what she thinks. Well, yeah, well, I, I know a few hairdressers and makeup artists who have said they're assistance to her have shown her and that she has seen and there were a few times where I um did something and then she like referenced it or repeated it uh really and yeah well you know from my first she did a video with Lourdes where she played it was for material girl for her clothing campaign oh um, yeah and where she's in the mirror and it was kind of making fun of a, a sketch I did with Roseanne Barr where yes. I'm looking in the mirror. Yes. Yeah. 
and and every my everyone said do you see she's she's imitating you imitating her um oh, i predicted yeah. stand up in my web series before she did stand up in my last in monologues uh, oh, episode yes. i think i said to b arthur you want to be a rebel i have b arthur say you want to be a yeah, you yeah. sing about but edith piaf you want to be a fucking rebel sing edith piaf you know what's yeah. with this and then she fucking sang Edith Peters. So, <gasps> of course, you know, yes. Up her vagina into her psyche, and she and I, uh, even on Jimmy Kimmel, yeah. uh, she did stand up. Yeah. And she did a joke that was also in Madonna Luck season one about dating all her boy, dating her son's friends. So, <sighs> and uh, so, really getting back to what you said about traveling yeah, at that yeah. point when doing Madonnalogues, I thought, oh, I really wanted to take it to the Soho Theater or come and do my show and tour with that. Yeah. Now that I've, you know, I had this sort of realization as well. It's so, it's so weird when you're being your person who's, who's suffering the slings and arrows of the business and doing what you can. And yet, like, and I, I'm plagued with my own kind of insecurities. And I, and yet, I'm I'm uh, embodying one of the most powerful, mm. rich, confident, and I've said this before. What I find inspiring about her is that everyone says she's fearless, but she's not fearless. She's terrified, but she yeah. acts in spite of the fear, and that's really what's behind the impression is that she was, you know, made famous for being kind of a pop tart, but she's very bright. And so every time she speaks, she needs you to know that she knew, knows who Nietzsche is and she knows who Godard is. And yeah. so she's just as complicated a person. But what I'm trying to yeah. say is that she, I had this realization like, wow, maybe I have hurt her. I, I, I yeah. feel like I was like, I'm a mere mortal who's like struggling and I can't hurt her. She's famous and 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 she's madonna yeah but i had kind of a a thought i had a, a realization that first of all it was just becoming something where i was now having to do research and uh it wasn't something like oh this interests me this aspect of her and someone who i did grow up with and i did find inspiring growing up and mm. i was a madonna fan mm. it's not like fake but uh, and also, I think the the business, uh, you know, had kind of beat me up a little. And like right after I got on that TV show, uh, that it was a network television show, a big management company uh, had an interview with me, and they said, "No, we already handle handle Sarah Gilbert, who was the curly haired daughter on Roseanne." Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It was sort of like. So that's to me where the similarities end is that we have curly hair and uh, yeah. we're both Jewish or something. Um, but I think I uh, it was a little scary for me to say, no, I want to be on stage and be myself. I sort of bought a little bit of the shit that I had to eat uh -huh. in the business. And um, so long story short, now that I've done my stand up show, I'm I'm thinking of now what that show is, how a show that I would take to and and travel with, what that would be. You know, I'd, I'd still love to do stand up, but I still love my characters. I mm. I love the kind of show Sandra Bernhardt does. Yep. So, um, 
So we'll see. And I, I just heard also Edinburgh is wonderful, but it's not like they take care of everything for you. It's it's expensive and yeah. a lot of planning. Have you done it? Or I have. I've done it. I, I've I've and, done it as uh, I've done it um, as a <laughs> kind of standard just in plays. And then I've I directed a a, a gay sketch show that was sponsored by a company called Gaydar. <laughs> Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, and it was it was about it was this is going back when people were still using um were still using gaydar and before apps, um, but it was kind of about men's experiences and we did a bit of kind of research, but it was it was just it was just sketch comedy really. Um, so I've kind of done that side, and then I've been in a show that was kind of a big physical theatre show, and that kind of covered, and that was that was extremely popular. So I've done it on in in varying in varying forms, and I. It's it's incredible. It's hard work. Everybody is out selling their shows. It doesn't matter what level you kind of, which is also nice because it's kind of it's a there's a kind of a everybody's grounded. Everybody's just kind of start exactly starting at the same well not starting ending up in the same place, and that I think is quite a healthy is quite a healthy mix. And then people people drink too much as well. Yeah, well, um, Jackie Beat, who, who's a friend of mine, tells yes. me that in Provincetown, he barks like whoever you are, you got to stand on the street corner and yeah, say, yeah. "Come to my show, come to my show, come to my show." That that's part of it too. No yeah. matter what your resume or which, like you said, is really it's nice it's, that everybody's yeah. there. And I think it reminds know, it reminds everybody, whatever wherever you are, that you know everybody's you know there's a reason we're all doing it and we're all coming from the same place. Um, and the heart and soul is the same. Um, so yeah. actually, that makes me. That brings me to. So yeah. So I mean, your your. You've mentioned Jackie Beat as a friend, and and your interest in. Um, well, your. When did you first? When did you first feel embraced? I'm going to use the word embraced by, <laughs> by the gay community. When did you first kind of? Put, what was the situation? What was the scenario where you 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 found yourself in was it going into a club with friends or was it where, where were you <laughs> oh embrace okay where where did i feel when did i feel embraced yeah like in terms of oh of, gosh of, yeah I mean, I being, like being around gay was, men and drag queens or whatever yeah i think uh it's funny because i've <laughs> uh, uh, the guy uh one of the men uh scott king who did the show hype i was on mm. um and he's doing producing that show difficult people he said to me he made a joke we were thinking of ways to like present ourselves and he said it should just be your picture Nadia and it says it's a fact gay men love me (laughs) (laughs) and I think and I asked even Jackie that was like why what is it and he said you're fun you're fun yeah um but I also think that I'm not um like a model or the I think uh and I I actually did a piece about this in my show and I wrote about it that, yeah. uh, you know, I think uh, gay, if you take gay men and women and you take away the sexual impulse, what's left is a sort of evolutionary desire to love and protect. And, and, and straight women and gay men can enjoy this very exclusive um relationship where they then freely shame and shit on others so women will shit on women and gay men will shit on other gay men Uh yeah yeah but women and gay men so and also in those communities like in the on the lower east side in the comedy community it was queer mixed with 
um, straight. Okay. So, we are an art, an artistic. Have always been the same. Um, I do remember with my friend Johnny Glasser, who's now sober, being in a big gay club at the Limelight, mm-hmm. and I think we were both on ecstasy, and mm-hmm. we were staring into a sea of shirtless men, and he went, "Look, Nadia, it's like a revolution," and I went, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but I, listen, all gay men, gay men are responsible for all my breaks uh the guys who did hype michael patrick king partners is yes was, partners oh, I, as well yes of course that's a gay man and his uh the guys who created uh will and grace will and that's grace. a gay man, and, mm-hmm. a gay man. Uh, and so uh i think i think it's those two things like the art and queer being the same um and Yeah, so I think it's so. So yeah, I I can't think of their sort of always. Yeah, so but but but, um. So your your friendship with how did you how did you and Jackie B meet each other? What what was that in the in the kind of in in the club circuit as well? Strangely enough, he was a writer on Hype, and the the show I came out to be on the Warner Brothers Network, and I saw that same friend Johnny, who uh, had that ecstasy experience with me when we lived together in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. He came home and said, oh, I saw this great drag queen, and she sang the song, marijuana is fun, (laughs) and all all those songs, and... So I had heard of Jackie, but we actually just became friends organically without having, like, performed alongside each other. But then we just became fast friends, and then, um, uh, and then I met Mario, his friend, who was a club promoter, actor from New York, um, who lived. Actually, I am the apartment I'm sitting in. Yeah, grandfathered or tranmod me by Jackie Beat. It was, uh-huh. and Jackie has lived here with Mario. Uh, Johnny McGovern has been my uh, roommate. Yes. I don't. Don Roberts, the voice of, of Linda on Bob's Burgers. Oh, yes, um, yes, yes. Uh, all the, uh, uh, so many uh, gay people and performers, we've uh, we've all lived in this apartment. It's a duplex right now. My friend Greg lives above me, G-Spot, uh, who's also an actor and uh-huh. performer. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so, uh, so, yes, that's how I met you. Uh, okay. It was, uh, and then through, uh, work on Hype. So Johnny McGovern was the same because it's a, uh, I think Johnny I knew was him in New York. Yeah. So because um, you, uh, there was the track modified. Yes. We yes. And but and which I is, met him. Is brilliant. Which I I unfortunately I've put into my into my other half's head. We watched it the other morning just because I was uh, just sat in bed going through YouTube and found that and he's now singing it and he's he's got it as an earworm. So there you go. Well, that was based on a real woman because jo- Johnny McGovern moved in with me and he said, uh, do you do any lady aerobics? I like lady aerobics. I want to do lady aerobics. <laughs> he said, let's go. I go, I belong to the Y. And so we went to the YMCA yeah. and we're taking our lady aerobics class and there was this blonde woman with a big ponytail and like big <laughs> boobs and a, like a tight leotard. And sh- we became, it was like seeing someone in the wild, like this wild exotic creature. <laughs> she never broke a sweat. Never. <laughs> just like, look at herself in the mirror and do these like modified movements she even had the gall to take a spin class leave early and then do the mock feeling of like wiping your brow when there was 
And we walked out of the class and Johnny looked down at me and he goes, middle-aged lady in my aerobics class doing everything modified. And we're like, that's a great song. And we, we came home and we wrote the song. Amazing. But she, person. It's based on a real... Oh, that design. makes it even uh, brilliant. Brilliant. That's it. Thank you. <laughs> Hutzel played um, the modified lady uh, who was a cast member on... Um, saturday night live and she is hilarious uh-huh. and just brilliant um sweet lady too and to all my listeners if you haven't go and search that now on youtube because uh, <laughs> it's worth doing um so uh, also you could, uh, jackie was with you in um madonna logs as br yes 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 um and so um. yeah so, so so your 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 friendship is continues and you still and you're now working together. Yes, yes, we've um, we always uh, call each other. You know, we'll be so funny. Someone so brilliant like Jackie. I don't know if you've ever seen her perform live, but not just live, no. Oh, uh, it's brilliant. Just uh, the audience work and just uh, a phenom, you know. But mm-hmm. uh, it's funny as an actor, or an artist. We we wrote also for Joan Rivers together on a show, Fashion Police, and yes, yeah, the same phenomenon. Like every week you'd get 10 pictures and you'd have to stare at these photos and come up with these jokes and they would be the most, you know, if there were, you know, if there was not a mythology to latch onto like mm. Jen, like Jennifer Aniston, which is so ridiculous, spinster, you know, um, <laughs> yeah, <just so. laughs> you know, not relevant, Angelina Jolie, fucks her brother, drinks blood, collects her children, like this like bland actress. You're staring, and we, you both, every week, we would both have the thought, all right, this is it. This is the week when we're discovered as a fraud, where uh, people realize we're not funny, um, and and every week it the jokes came. Yeah. But every it so speaks to the, the creative process that, uh, anyway, we'll both call each other. I'm freaking out. I'm having a freak out. <laughs> Brilliant. All right, what, is this funny? Listen to this. You know what? Should I use this? Will you read this? So we help each um, we help each other and uh, support each other, um, which is really nice. Yeah. How but so? Yeah, but so worry. sorry, just to, to um, yeah. fashion police um, was that? Uh, so that sounds. I was going to say how. What was the experience? And so it was. Sounds like sometimes hard work, of course. But um, yeah. did you ever? Do you have any encounters with uh, Joan directly? Oh, yeah. She was, um, we pitched to her. We would drive to Melissa Rivers' house in mm. Pacific Palisades. And uh, we'd sit in their living room and they'd have food for us. And we'd sit around and pitch our jokes. So we got to spend time with uh, Joan and Melissa. Mm. And uh, I have a um, one time, even the grandson, um, which now his name escapes me, wandered in while mm. we were pitching. And I was making a joke about an actress that had a dress on that sort of looked Aztec inspired. Mm-hmm. And I pitched the joke, oh, yes, it's, uh, it's an Aztec ritual. And the girl was like a snotty bitch. Um, you know, <laughs> if, if you sacrifice a cunt, the whole village eats, you know, for an entire year. And he had walked in, the little the grandson, and he, you know, walked out. And I went, oh, my God, oh, my God, Joan, I'm so sorry. Uh. I'm sorry. And she went, ah, don't worry. It's how I call his mother. <laughs> but, um, and uh, I have to tell you, um, 
it was an interesting experience. It's always interesting meeting your idols. It's a dicey situation. Sure. And um, in the end, uh, I that sh how the positive reinforcement she gave me, she wrote on my paychecks, you are so funny, you are so adorable. She was very Amazing. sweet to me. But in the end... Um, I'm just glad that she passed away before Trump became president because she did vote Republican. And um, yeah. and I fear that because Trump was the one who reinstated her with NBC because, you know, she was blackballed way back okay. in her career with Johnny Carson. It's it's a ultimately she inspired me. And I, you know, at 80, it was like the for the desire to be relevant and be funny and yeah so working unbelievably so that will always stay with me and 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 that she gave me positive reinforcement it yeah. buoyed my confidence but uh you know we're all our own mixed bag and yeah. we all come from our own showbiz experience no absolutely I hope that I hope that street horn. There's an alarm going off. Can you hear it? I can, but it's it's okay. it's, it's, it's like you're in LA. You're it's, part, it's, you're real. it's real. It's real. It's It's giving us. It's, it's gritty. <laughs> it's gritty. Um, uh, yes. Yeah, so, uh, oh God, I, I've 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 realised I I because I've written pages of questions and I'm going to have to jump through them because otherwise we're going to be here okay. all day. But okay. okay. So, um, what? So I've only just managed to watch. Um, the film if we took a holiday okay. um because uh has it only just come onto youtube yes yeah yeah it was touring the festival uh, circuit and then we didn't know what to do with it and then we just decided let's just put it up sure we'll put it on youtube and it's it's brilliant and i've been forwarding it to people and saying uh, get your eyes around this one um thank you so so how did you again De so, so it's dennis uh hensley and Mm -hmm. and, and Glenn Gaylord um, Glenn Gaylord is a filmmaker and um, I was writing with Dennis on Joan for jo with Joan as well mm -hmm. and um, and we came up with the idea he actually came up with the idea it's a it's a wonderful idea and it gives you it gives well, it gives her the excuse to for some brilliant one-liners and were you, are you so that leading back into so you're working on a season two of Madonna Logs as well yeah Okay. Yes. And that was shot in my apartment. All of that, that's my apartment. Okay. That's where I'm right now in the front where I come in and throw the stuff. Up. That's exactly where I'm sitting right now in my living room. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> so we've seen But that. um but yeah, yes, now I'm um uh yes, so now I think I found a way, a device to deal with my kind of frustration with not really wanting to just do Madonna anymore. Sure. So Without giving so, you no, you, yes, obviously you're not going to give it away because uh, keep us. There will hanging. be no surprise. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's uh, the, the in in the film. I have to say you you had at the end of the film, um, you have Madonna. You do the talking over the, the, the you know you talk about the way she talks over tracks and I want to kiss you in Paris, and then you, ha <laughs> you have the line about um, coupon uh, spending a coupon in Fresno. Yeah. Well, <laughs> do you know I have actually done that <laughs> how did that happen <laughs> my my other half is 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 a is is his family live in fresno and he he went he grew up pretty much in fresno went to school there and so 
So does my friend Muffy Balding, who's from Fresno. Yeah. So, so you've, so you've I, it's, it's, it's not the obvious place to go for a holiday. Um, but, <laughs> uh, but you know, we, we, we often go if we, because we have lots of friends in San Francisco, so we spend quite a bit of time there. But yes, yeah, so Fresno and, 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 and his mum will say, ah, I, I, we'll, we'll go to the, store and i've got coupons that need spend anyway random but it was a real thing i just thought that was brilliant because it was actually something i'd done um, um so the question i've got to ask you questions because um i know when yeah. we, we we chatted a long time ago vaguely very quickly on on uh, twitter about um back it up to cleveland from the madonna logs and i yeah. said it sounded like um, a song from um, a Mike Lee film, Nuts in May. Um, so what are your, clearly you have, have you have you spent much time in the, have you spent any time in the UK? You know, I have not, although I felt like growing up in Toronto again, my father, I've never been to London, but when my dad visited, he said it did remind him a lot of Toronto with um, especially the Pakistani, the in, the influence sort of that sure. flavor in our neighborhood um but no i haven't and i i really i it's really a dream of mine that um to go and do my show there and 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 travel throughout europe yeah. um you know so that soho uh, theater you mentioned yeah that would be perfect um and if you're looking for venues in edinburgh i can recommend pleasance there you oh, go. thank you, thank you. I will definitely call upon you. <laughs> um, and if you're ever in town, then do say hi, and uh, we'll we'll show you the, the highs and the lows. <laughs> yes. Um, so yes. Yeah, so on the UK, um, do you have uh, what kind of do you have any sort of influences? I presume you do because uh, of your uh, your love of eighties culture and. Um, d d d d did any of the bands from the UK, any artists or actors have kind of a, any late, big impression on you as, as it's a... It's so funny you should mention that because, um, first of all, well, first of all, I also grew up watching Monty Python. I'm a huge fan of Ab Fab. Ah. I even love the recent uh, show Vivian Vile. Yes, Did you watch yes. That? Oh, I just loved watching her do straight acting, but still, I just loved it. So I'm just... Uh, Love, love, love. She's and incredible, yeah. Catherine uh, Kim, that's Australian. Kim is uh, I saw it through sort of the same BBC. I think, uh, you know, we watch things in the same way. Uh, yeah. But it, I was saying to my boyfriend um, how many uh, from the Rolling Stones to the Kinks yeah. uh, to, oh gosh, so many um, British musicians who um, really influenced me. Uh, so, so yeah, uh, so, and growing up, like the Rolling Stones, that was like my, I had pictures of them all over my wall. Um, oh, so, so, so many. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So music and oh gosh, and now I'm trying to everything blends together. Now I'm trying, you know, in terms of maybe Duran Duran and Culture Club and those kind of. Yeah. <laughs> of course, all the although during the '80s, I was like telling my dad that the '80s sucked and music 
had no had no meaning and oh dad i wished i had been at woodstock you know that music had a political message and straight faced he looked at me and he said yes nadia like the very you know provocative song bird 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 is the word i don't know if you know that <laughs> yes, yes. Serpent bird. Yes. you know that we all like uh, and now i look back on the 80s and they were kind of like really one of the last great bursts of true originality, like even though the, you know, all fashion that was kind of borrowing from the 1940s, right, with the hair and the shoulder pads. and um, But absolutely, punk rock was hugely influential, and that's English. And, yeah, yeah. And also, you know, I'm, I was also speaking to a friend, what's great about, British culture and it, it, is there's not the puritanical element like mm -hmm. you not we have this this uh, bullshit with our puritanical uh, hang-ups you know it's like when uh, you know Janet Jackson flashed a nipple yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, it's like, oh now all babies are going to want to suck on them like <laughs> really? um, and so I, I also I watched Fleabag which I ah uh, yes to to sum up, um, just so what's 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 directly next for you apart from going and having a coffee and, um, and enjoying the rest of the day? Is the weather nice down there actually? Oh, to me, it is. It's actually it's the part of the year that um, where it does get very hot. And mm. uh, when I moved to New York and was like freezing my ass off, and people would be like, "It's so hot," and I was like, "Just shut up, really? <laughs> like you're gonna really complain?" But um, especially with the, uh, it's gotten hotter and hotter, and it's sort of the August and September are when it really gets hot. And yeah. I live in a house that was born, uh, built a long time ago, so it does. We don't have the air conditioning, uh -huh. but we it, it stays pretty cool. Um, uh, but um, actually, today I'm going to. My boyfriend and I have been writing music for, uh, for sound the soundtrack to the second season and it's I've always loved to write songs I've never I've never you know I've never taken uh, singing lessons and I've uh oh, really so your voice your singing voice is it I'd, I'd but I said it was trained it sounds uh, yeah oh thank you thank you I mean I, I'm a mimic so it's not a strong voice but I can I can have, I have can carry a tune and um mm. but uh, I but I've always loved in my act um doing you know there's always singing all the characters usually sing and it's the most fun to write lyrics and sing and so uh tomorrow i do my taxes we're being very real right tomorrow <laughs> i'm doing my taxes. so today i have kind of a a day off and um we're gonna work on some music <clears throat> um so a fun a fun day yeah and beyond that i'm me i'm writing i'm trying to uh come up with uh pitches for different kind of shows tv shows i'd love to write on a staff for a show mm -hmm. again write television again so you know trying to get all the, that stuff together for the new year and when do you uh, think uh, madonna logs season two might uh, be hitting the airwaves i believe things go well it'll still start seeing it at the end at the uh, end of this year so Brilliant. before next year um and I'm, I'll probably do some little extras, like little sketch extras that mm -hmm. I'll put up um, to whet the appetite. We'll see. Fantastic. <laughs> um, and uh, will we be seeing... And how about you? 
How about oh, you? What do you goodness do? me. Well, um, at the moment, I'm uh, say it's it's writing and, and that's kind of preparing for because I've got a producer and a director interested in the show who kind of without me even asking. So that's that's where I'm, I'm, I'm working towards that. Um, but then I'm doing a tour of a, a show uh, in the UK um, uh, called Get Therapy, which is happening. Oh, I'm giving out the dates. It's happening in November um, and into December. And it's about a therapy group. Um, and it's written by a lady who uh, essentially went into a therapy group and uh, was... Uh, Took notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but she, 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 she wasn't allowed to have any more, um, any more uh, drugs to make herself feel better unless she agreed to go into the therapy group, which she didn't want to do. And then this is kind of verbatim people that she met, and I'm playing an introvert who's on, I believe, on the good side of a, a good side of a breakdown, kind of coming out the other way. Um, and so, yes, so get to play an introvert, which is probably my natural, <laughs> it's probably my natural place to be. Um, so, uh, it's, it's, I mean, how fun. It's, I feel like there's just not, I wish there were more opportunities with really good material to do something like that, right? Yeah, completely. But I, maybe there's more where you are, but, uh, but that sounds so fun. So, yeah, so the, the, the future is, the future is bright. Um, where would people just to remind people where they'd find you on social media? Okay, well, I um, I'm just having my website redone, so in a few weeks, NadiaGinsberg.com will be up and running. Fabulous. But I'm on all the platforms, um, and I'm N A D Y A. And I am Ginsburg, U-R-G, like Ruth Bader Ginsburg, our Supreme Court Justice, who I am praying does not die. Yes. Yes. So that, yes. Oh. Oh. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, so I'm on, you know, and I have like a kind of a lovely relationship with the tw- with all of these. Is, you see why I'm such a savvy business person? I'm just being completely honest. <laughs> no. But, um, but yeah, I'm on Facebook. The Twitter. I love the Instagram because yes. there's less banter. You'd never know it from my loquaciousness in this uh, interview. <laughs> but um, but I'm on all of them. Uh, Twitter and Instagram and uh, YouTube and my website, NadiaGinsberg.com, will, is forthcoming. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, uh, I'm going to uh, have a private goodbye with you in a moment. But first of all uh ladies and gentlemen it's time to say goodbye to Ms. ginsburg so Ms. ginsburg say goodbye adieu. to all the listeners around the world oh, adieu au revoir Perfect. sayonara and thank you for listening <laughs> thank you very much hello yeah it's really me it's madonna And I'd like to introduce you formally to a podcast, which I'm very self-absorbed. I forgot that, Matt, what's the name of it? (laughs) A Beginner's Guide to a 40-something Gay Man. It's a beginner's guide, a beginner's guide to 40s. The four, I'm sorry, what is it? A beginner's guide to the four, four, to to a 40-something gay man. (laughs) Okay. Welcome to A Beginner's Guide to 40-something Gay Men. Is that right? That's or did right. I fuck it up again? You did it really All right. well. Okay, good. Yeah.